speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Gospel according to St. Luke, the eighth chapter. When a great crowd was gathering, and people from town after town came to Jesus, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rocks. And as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil, and grew and yielded a hundredfold. And he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when the disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The one along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in a time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, Hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, we unfortunately live in a time when many people have rejected the church and have rejected preachers. It is crucial, though, to keep in mind that there are cases in which individuals have left the church because of what we call spiritual abuse. With those individuals who have left the church because of spiritual abuse on behalf of the pastor or the church, we must cry a thousand tears for these individuals, and we must earnestly pray that they would receive healing of their souls and be reunited to a faithful church and a faithful preacher someday. However, I am not focusing on these individuals today. Instead, we are considering a very large segment of our population. Yes, a very large segment of our population that states this, that they are, quote, spiritual but not religious. Yes, they are spiritual but not religious. Perhaps you have not heard of this terminology before. However, the mindset of those who are spiritual and not religious is quite prevalent and quite familiar in our American public. You see, those who are spiritual and not religious, they tell themselves and others that they have, get this, not rejected the faith, but they have only rejected the church. 
Yes, they have not rejected the faith, but they have rejected the church. They have chosen to do their spirituality apart from the local church and a local preacher. Those who are spiritual and not religious are not cold-hearted atheists. We must keep that in mind. They're not cold-hearted atheists, but they want to be nice, they want to be friendly, and they want to be spiritual, but again, not religious. Churches and liturgy and preachers and doctrine and so forth, yes, those things are all religious things they do not need and they try to avoid. And so these spiritual but not religious individuals, they tend to have several defining characteristics. First, their spirituality is very individualistic. You see, they rarely talk about their spirituality with others or practice their spirituality in a public setting. Their spirituality is very personal and private for them. Secondly, their spirituality is something that they do on their own, hence being very personal and private. They're very inward-looking. They develop their spiritual practices with things such as meditation and silence, reflection, and even time in nature itself. They believe, this is the point, they believe that they can spiritually nourish, yes, they can spiritually nourish themselves. Now, the reason why I mention this is because this kind of mindset is not only very prevalent in our society, but it is also very seductive for those in the church right now. Furthermore, the spiritual but not religious mindset, yes, that mindset is also very naive. Now, I do not say this to be overly harsh or arrogant or to take a shot at somebody from the pulpit itself. But instead, I say that this mindset is very naive based upon what Jesus teaches us regarding the gospel reading from Luke this morning. In a reading from the gospel of Luke, we heard here this morning about seeds being planted in soil. Now, obviously, from that parable, as we heard, we realize that the seed, yes, that seed that is cast out, that very seed itself is the Word of God. Yes, the Word of God. And the soil, the soil that receives that seed, well, the soil represents mankind. It represents me. It represents you. It represents our neighbor. But there's more to the parable than just seeds being cast out and planted into calm soil. You see, the parable we heard this morning tells us that there are birds of prey. Yes, there's birds of prey looking to come and get this, devour and to snatch up that seed. The parable, it also tells us that there are rocks in the soil and also a lack of moisture that can dry up the seed. The parable tells us that there are thorns that grow in the soil, thorns that choke out the seed. That is to say, Jesus is showing us that the word of God, yes, is cast into soil where the devil comes to steal the word away, where trials will prevent the word from taking root in the soil, and where the pleasures of life crush the soil and the seed. And so we could conclude that spirituality is not some easy walk in the park. Spirituality is not neutral or peaceful. It is not a peaceful endeavor. The soil is not without threats and trials. This is why those who are spiritual but not religious are naive. They assume that spirituality is calm, 
and peaceful and maybe even a bit entertaining, but not combative and not a struggle. You see, if spirituality were easy, you see, if there were no birds of prey, no rocks and no thorns and no uh, lack of moisture, then perhaps, yes, perhaps a person might be able to do this spirituality on their own. But that is not the case. Indeed, it is not the case. As I already mentioned, the soil is not alone. The soil can be trampled upon and become hard. Birds of prey, they swoop down and they snatch the seed. Rocks and a lack of moisture and thorns all need to be accounted for. Yes, all need to be accounted for. But this, my friends, is not half of the problem. You see, there's something that is being drastically overlooked. Dear friends, the greatest oversight... And the greatest temptation to you and to me is the failure to realize that the soil, get this, listen carefully, the soil needs a sower. Yes, the soil needs a sower. Let me rephrase this as simply as possible. Christianity is tough, but it is even more difficult. No, it is actually impossible If you do not have a sower, a preacher, constantly giving you the gospel. Everyone, everyone needs a preacher to sow the word of God into their ears. Now, think about it this way. And perhaps it is very easy for us to think about this in our North Dakota agriculture community. Think of it this way. Imagine a North Dakota farmer saying something such as this, perhaps maybe in the spring. Well, the snow has just melted. Good, good thing for that. Good thing I don't need to till the ground or plant any seed or spray for any weeds. Good thing that the soil has got everything under control and it can do it on its own and I can just sit back and relax. Good thing the soil can take care of itself. Now, obviously, this kind of thinking is insane, Indeed, it is foolish and naive. And so is the kind of thinking that leads people to believe that they do not, that they do not need a preacher or a church. For the soil to say, I don't need a sower, yes, I don't need a sower, and I don't need seeds, or for the soil to say, I can plant the seed myself, well, it's naive. It is dangerous. It is crazy to think this way. You see, this is not the voice of the Christian, but it is the voice of that old Adam, that sinful nature, who looks for every excuse in the book to not be around the Word of God. Dear friends, repent. Yes, repent. You and me, repent. You do not and you cannot baptize yourself You do not sit at your own table and receive a supper done in your own remembrance. You do not and you cannot absolve yourself of your sins, and you do not preach sermons to yourself. Just as the soil needs a sower, the Christian always needs a preacher. Now, perhaps you may be wondering if this sermon is an attempt to give myself job security Well, no, it isn't. 
You see, Matt Richard, the sinner, yes, me, Matt Richard, the sinner, needs a preacher too. I have another pastor as a, get this, a father confessor, one who I confess to and one who absolves me. Furthermore, we pastors, as you may or may not know, we meet every month for something called Winkle. Yes, it's a circuit meeting where pastors gather together for church services to hear a preacher preach to us to give us the word. And when I'm on vacation, well, my collar comes off and I go directly to a church and I sit in that pew so that I have a preacher pouring the gospel into my ears. I need a preacher to cast the seed of the gospel into my ears, just like you. But do we really need a preacher? Isn't there a way that we can do this on our own? No, dear friends, we cannot. And here's the reason why. You see, our hearts are hopelessly dark and deceitful. These hearts of ours are bottomless pits, a black hole, endlessly sucking everything within it and crushing it. And so if we try to look inward and do spirituality on our own, if we look to our own hearts, our own abilities, our own will, and our own endeavors, well, we may be able to do it for a time, perhaps to even conjure up that word of God from our memory. But as soon as we recite the words in our mind, my sins are forgiven, my sins are forgiven, well, the sinful heart, it goes and it gobbles these words up. And then we begin to wonder, are all my sins really forgiven? Are, are, are all of my sins, are they, have they been completely forgiven? Have I repented enough? Am I devoted enough as a Christian? Do I sincerely and truly believe enough? Do I have enough faith? Do I praise God enough? We cave inward on ourselves. Over time, our sinful heart, it swallows up these words of the gospel, and we're left with uncertainty, we're left with doubt, and yes, we're left with fear. And to boot, yes, to boot, the devil and the world, they do not encourage us to hear the word, but they come and they snatch the word away from us and they choke it out, leaving us alone. As soil, you need a sower. You need a preacher. You need the word of God to come from the outside in, yes, from the outside in to your ears so that you can hear clearly that you are forgiven for all of your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Baptized saints, the church, the church, St. Paul's Lutheran Church, as well as the church itself, is that one place in this world that seeds are cast into soil. The church, you see, is not a place where you come to look for seeds hidden in canisters, but it is the place where the seed is cast into soil, cast to you freely and boldly. Every single time you enter into these doors, into this sanctuary, seeds are cast to you. Be of good cheer. Listen to these seeds being cast. Be of good cheer, dear children. Your sins are forgiven. Fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that faith in Jesus is not of yourselves, but it is a gift of God. It is a gift of God for you. 
There's now, therefore, no condemnation for each and every one of you. No condemnation for you, for you are in Christ. You've been baptized into his death, and you've been raised in his resurrection. You are baptized. You are snatched from darkness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you have been plucked from darkness unto light. You belong to Jesus. Take, eat, and drink the forgiveness of all of your sins and the strengthening of your faith, the gift for you. Keep in mind, though, that God does not cast this seed into your ears, hearts, and minds just one time and then leave you alone. Heavens know. God the Holy Spirit has called and gathered you into this holy ark, this holy ark, the Christian church, and promises to keep you with Christ. And as you are kept in the one true faith in the church, you daily and richly are forgiven of all of your sins as you continually cast the gospel into your ears, upon your tongues, into your minds and hearts and souls. From the church and through the pastor's office, the seed of the gospel is generously scattered week after week despite the devil's attempts. From Christ's church and through the office of pastor, you are reminded of your baptisms despite the scorching trials of life. From Christ's church and through the office of pastor, you are given the body and blood of Jesus so that your faith may be strengthened despite the thorns and the weeds of the world. Christianity is tough. It is indeed difficult. It is even more difficult, though, if you do not have a preacher and a church. However, the good news the good news that should cause us to smile, to lift up our chins, to have joy, is you do have a preacher, you do have a church, you've been placed here in St. Paul's Lutheran Church. You are in this church not to be alone, but because you have ears that need to hear. You are a soil that needs the seed. You are a Christian And as a Christian, you live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And it is the great joy of Christ to cast that seed into your ears, into your hearts, into your minds, to sustain you and bear much fruit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can access the full manuscript of today's sermon, Pastor Matthew Richard Law, at www.pastormatthewrichardlaw.com. Visit St. Paul's website, www.pastormatthewrichardlaw.com.